This is Jude Knoll, and you're listening to the Norse Up Podcast, a production for NKU by NKU, highlighting the expertise of our university's faculty and staff. Joining me is my co-host, Clayton Castle. We are beginning a new series this week titled NKU in the Media. Throughout the next few weeks, we will talk to NKU alums who you see, hear, or read as part of the local media, giving you the daily news, weather, and sports. To kick off the series, we are welcoming in Sheree Palello, evening anchor at WLWT News 5. Sheree is an NKU alumna and has been anchoring for WLWT since 2004. Over the past two decades, she has won an Emmy for Best Broadcast, the prestigious Edward R. Murrow Award, and City Beat's Best TV Anchor Honors. (laughs) She and her husband, Mike Dardis, co-anchored nightly broadcasts on Channel 5. Sheree, welcome to the podcast. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me. We're going to start back at your time at NKU. You were a journalism student at NKU in the 90s. Uh, Now that you're back on campus, how do you feel things have changed? Well, you know, first of all, I think the campus has grown and it looks beautiful. And, um, (laughs) you know, I was here a long, long time ago. I graduated from NKU in 1996. And... you know, I, I love being back here. I come on campus a lot to, um, I'm part of, um, a board here and I do lecture. Um, I, I love getting to come back and hopefully encouraging students, whether you're a journalism major or, a, uh, you want to be a, a teacher or an attorney. I just, you know, like to encourage kids to go for it and to follow their dream and find their passion because I know it can be overwhelming when you're first starting out. So yeah, it's, it's fun to be back. And could you tell us a little bit about your own experience as a student, what your journalism courses were like and how they prepared you for your career? You know, I felt really prepared uh, here. Luckily, I was one of the I was unique in the way that I I pretty much knew what I wanted to do. I I immediately was a a major in radio and television with a minor in journalism. Um, And and I knew I wanted to somehow be in the media field. Um, So I I was a great experience for me. I mean, I had great counselors, Dave Thomas. um, Russ Proctor, who was, um, Dr. Proctor, who was amazing. I mean, they all were so encouraging. What I loved and what I always say to, um, high school students, whether, you know, it's locally here in greater Cincinnati or beyond, um, is I love that it's so approachable. You can go right up to your professor. There's not this intimidation factor that the classroom sizes are smaller, that you're not so overwhelmed. Because for somebody like me, I felt like when I graduated high school, I was the first person in my family um, to go to a four-year college and um, and graduate from a four-year college. And, and I was really intimidated. And I think if I would have gone to a really huge university where there are a thousand people or, you know, hundreds of people in a class, it really would have overwhelmed me. But I felt like here, at NKU, I immediately felt at ease and that I could ask questions and that there were other students who I felt like I could ask questions to. And at the same time, I got this great education. I always tell people that I have sat next to people who went to Ivy League schools. Um, you know, my my co-anchor right now, um, Mike Dardis, went to Syracuse and I've sat next to people who went to Northwestern or let's say OU, which is known to be a journalism school. And yet I've always been promoted over them. When I started at Channel 5, I started there in 2002 and I was a beat reporter and I just worked my way up and never did I think I was going to be a main anchor at Channel 5. I mean, this is my, I had moved around a bunch in the TV world, um, but I came back here as a reporter after getting some experience and I thought I was going to eventually move on to, to maybe Chicago or New York to be a reporter, but Channel 5 kept promoting me. And I attribute that to the work ethic that I developed 
before NKU and at NKU that I just always outworked people. I came in early. I stayed late. I did two stories instead of one story. And um, so I, I just think that it's a great university. One thing that a lot of people who follow you, whether it's on air or on social media, know your love for NKU. Not a lot of people know um, that you are actually a cheerleader at NKU. <laughs> you talk a little bit about your experience pepping people up, yeah. pepping the NKU spirit, both as a cheerleader and now um, in your role as an anchor. You know, I never thought that I would go on to be a collegiate athlete, period, right? But somebody um, really encouraged me when I was, I went to East Central High School out in Southeastern Indiana and I made the team. And what I really loved about that was not only did it help me get to, because I wasn't able to live on campus. I was paying my way through school, commuting back and forth, but it gave me that sense of, okay, I am, you know, part of NKU. So when I was a cheerleader here, I was on campus a lot more you know, practicing and that sort of thing. And it made me just love this university even more. It also helped me with discipline. And I, I think that some people underestimate that or don't really appreciate that as a, a student athlete or somebody who is so involved on campus that, um, it, it really made me much more disciplined as to, you know, having a routine and, um, and those sort of things, um, that guided me the rest of my life. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I I had the big hair and <laughs> when I was a cheerleader here and look, NKU was at that point a Division two school. You know, we 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 did we were not known across the country like NKU is now. And so I'm so proud when I see that you know that they're making making it into the the tournament and everything. It's just really exciting to see how far this university has grown. And you briefly mentioned uh, before you started at WLWT, you plan to work maybe in another city outside of the area um what was it that ultimately kept you in this region and makes you love cincinnati that's such a good question um it wasn't because of opportunity i mean luckily i was really blessed that um you know, because I had worked in a couple of other markets charlotte was the one right before i came back home to cincinnati um i i luckily had opportunities but i i started having a family and kids and um i again i i started getting promoted to anchoring, which is a much, it's an easier lifestyle in the way that, you know, you're not standing out at a fire at three o'clock in the morning, (laughs) you know, you know, waiting for another crew to come relieve you. So as an anchor, it is a little bit more of a a routine schedule. And obviously when we have breaking news or something huge happens here, I can get called in at 9am, even though I worked until midnight. Um, But I just felt like it was a lifestyle thing for me, that this was the the city I grew up in. My whole family's here. I'm able to go out and, you know, go over to the West Side and, and visit my grandma and take her out to lunch and, you know, on a Saturday night, meet my dad for dinner. And it was those sort of things. You know, I know kids these days. I'm sorry, guys. I know you're in college, but I still refer to you as kids. Um, it's this big slogan of work-life balance. Well, I always laugh and say, you you got you to gotta first work hard to earn the work-life balance. But for me, I eventually found that really good work-life balance at Channel 5. So you've been an anchor at Channel 5 for nearly 20 years, about 20 years. Um, what was that transition like from reporter to anchor? And what about being an anchor is so fulfilling? So the thing that's different from anchoring is I have to know a little bit about a lot of things. When you're a reporter, you just focus on one story, you know, and I go out and I, I know those five things. And, you know, I kind of regurgitate that or I share somebody's story with someone. When you're anchoring, you need to know what's going on across the country 
across greater Cincinnati. If there's some major international story, I need to know about it. Right. Um, and I think that's what I love about it is that I, I feel like people in this community, hopefully have grown to trust me that they know when we have riots, like we did in, um, 2020, when the pandemic was breaking out and people were afraid and should I go out? Can I, is it safe to, to go to the grocery store? Those sort of things that I feel like people trusted me and they knew that I didn't have an agenda. And of course I have my own political views or my own beliefs about social issues, but I hope when people watch us or watch me and they follow me on social media, yes, they might know that I love puppies and kitties. Like I love animals and I love kids and and I'm a big advocate for the elderly or for certain charities. I hope they don't know my political stance. It means a lot to me. And so I think as an anchor, that's been the big thing for me over the years that when you watch the network news, that's what's different from local media, I hope. And I say that to our reporters all the time. I shouldn't know how you feel if you if we send you out to cover a social issue issue, which happens, right? We had Roe v. Wade um, last year that that was very divisive. We, you know, gay rights, very divisive. You need to be able to go out and cover both sides politically without the viewers knowing where you stand. Speaking of some of the stories and issues that you've covered over the years, what are some of the stories that you're most proud of being a part of? You know, I mean, obviously big stories. When I was a um, beat reporter in Charlotte, North Carolina, I covered 9-11. And I feel, um, you know, like that was a point, a turning point, obviously, for our country and a historic moment um, that I'm super proud that my boss chose me to go to Ground Zero and to be there for uh, a week and, and cover what was going on. But here locally, it's stories that I've fought super hard for, you know, even though now I anchor, I luckily am able to pick and choose a little bit of the bigger stories that I cover. And one of them was a Durrani case. This is a guy who is a, was a local doctor. He, um, is, he was a pain, uh, excuse me, a, a, a spine surgeon and he was convincing people to have unnecessary surgeries. And, and sadly what he did was, you know, crippled so many of them where they now have, you know, permanent back injuries, meaning like they are walking at a 90 degree, their necks are crooked on and on and on. Uh, he has since taken off to uh, Pakistan where he's hiding out. But in the meantime, what was going on was you had hundreds of patients who were not getting the medical treatment that they needed. They needed financial compensation to try and pay for their medical bills and stuff. And because we fought so hard for these patients, the hospitals ended up settling. And and that was a huge payday for these people, something that they desperately needed. So I love when I get to meet people and, and no one's listening to them and I'm able to give them a voice and maybe get a little bit of justice for them. Um, locally, recently, it's been... Um, with the ALS community. Um, a year, two years ago, I met a woman who she was kind of harassing me on social media. Like, why aren't you, Sheree, why aren't you giving us a voice, giving us a voice? And now Patty Manhart has become just a dear, I would call her a friend to me. Um, and we helped get the act for AI. I helped them. I helped give them a voice. I didn't do it. I just gave them the microphone. I started asking politicians, why aren't we helping these people get access to drugs that can at least give them a fighting chance? ALS is 100% deadly, right? They're, you're not going to survive it now. But without research and without these people at least having access to drugs that are trial drugs, maybe maybe they could have a heart attack from taking them. These people are willing to take that risk to give them another month, another year, another two years with their family. So those are the stories that I am super passionate about. 
So one story that directly affected you and every journalist and media um, is the COVID-19 pandemic. Everything we knew about how we cover stories just changed almost in an instant. I know I was a producer here in town at another station. Um, we won't talk about that. We won't Clayton. talk about it. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> There's a reason you're at NKU right. now. No, just kidding. <laughs> just and, kidding. Um, and it was just all of a sudden they sent me home. You know, what was that time like for for you and for the folks at WWT? Just all of a sudden your world just changed. I mean, I'll never forget it because, you know, we the the um, NCAA tournament was about to launch and all of a sudden they started canceling games. And that's when I think we as journalists were like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? We knew it was going on in other countries, but it hadn't been in the U.S. I'm sure it was now. Now we know it had been here probably for months and months. But in that March of 2020, you know, it rocked all of us. And suddenly our newsroom, you know what it's like, Clayton, working in a newsroom. It's crazy. It's a little it's like it's it's controlled chaos. And all of a sudden we did the same thing where people were working in offices. We weren't seeing each other. Um, You know, literally the only people we would see was our producer, maybe our news director, and then uh, the, the main people, right? You know, you're, you, you'd see reporters and stuff, but they were even isolated on different floors of our building. It was, it was wild and of course scary in a way because here we still had to work, you know, but I'd liken it to 9-11 because it was everybody wanted information. Our ratings were off the charts at that point because everybody was tuning in to local news to see what do I need to know? What is the governor going to say? Well, the governor of Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, are they going to be shutting down restaurants? Are they going to be opening up restaurants? Can I go to Kroger? Is that safe? All of those things. And so once again, it highlighted to me how important local news is. And on a similar note, what advice would you give to students who are currently in college and looking to get into broadcast journalism? You know, my message to them is, first of all, you better love it. You better love it. Because if if you're out right now and you're thinking, oh, I think it would be so cool every day to be on television and, you know, like people would know me and that would be so glamorous. I can tell you that will end within the first month. It's not a glamorous job. It's not. We don't have makeup artists. It can be very critical. People on social media can be... As wonderful as they can be, they can also be just as awful. Um, and you better love it. And I would say that about anything you do. If you want to be a teacher, you better love kids. You better love, you better love going into a school every day. If you want to be an attorney, you better love, you know, debating, right? And not just like, hey, because it seems like I can make a big paycheck. Um, I can tell you in television, you start out making nothing and you work really hard. And I moved around. I mean, my first job I was making, well, behind the scenes, I was making like $12,000. I was, um, when I first worked at Channel 19 here in town behind the scenes, I'd go into work at 11 p.m. at night and I wouldn't get off till 7 or 8 a.m. in the morning. And then I'd go home and sleep a little bit and then go be a waitress or a bartender in the early evening because I needed money to pay my bills because I wasn't making enough. So you just better love it. So find your passion. Do you love meeting people? Do you love writing? You know, I still to this day get I mean, I could cry with the people that I meet sometimes when I'm, when I, on Friday, last Friday got to go out and meet 
uh, a member of the Zach Brown band, John Driscoll Hopkins, who is, yes, you see him on stage and you probably love rocking out to Zach Brown band, but he's dying from ALS and his voice is he's starting to slow down. And then I get to meet all of the people who he's now become the face of this awful disease. And he's going out onto the banks of the Ohio and, and talking and meeting with them. I love that. And I take it so personally that, that he's willing to share his story with me. So that would be my thing is a, you better love it. And B, you better be willing to work hard because I can tell you there, when I get called in on a Saturday and my kids have a, a football game or a basketball game that I'm going to miss because there's been a mass shooting, which by the way happened, you know, recently it stinks getting called in, right? I still love what I do and I'm super passionate about it. And I know those are the important days when I need to be at work. Every day is important, but especially on those days when we have a big, big local story that becomes a national story, I better love it. And I've been doing this now for 25 years. You know, Shreya, I'm fortunate enough to be a WLWT product. As we, you know, I mentioned before, I got my start in the media by being a production assistant for you for you guys in the evening mm-hmm. newscasts. And you were a sweetheart and we loved you. Oh, uh, <laughs> you're way too kind. I'm <laughs> um, but in addition to your daily job as an anchor, you, you mold and you teach young journalists wanting to get in the field. Um, I know I learned a lot, but you also give guest lectures here at NKU, as you mentioned. Um, what does it mean to you to help bring up that next generation of journalists? Yeah, I just think it's so invaluable because I want uh, young people to know that, yes, the business has changed, but we still and will always need truth seekers. We need people who are going to be willing to dig and fight for the truth. It's why when I watch the national news outlets, it it honestly enrages me a little bit because when I was your age, um, you know, when I would watch CNN and Fox was always kind of skewed that way, that was sort of their niche. But even MSNBC and NBC, they would try to give it to you right down the middle. Like I would literally be at the gym, you know, when I was 20, 18, watching the national news to see what was going on all around the country, whether it was in Chicago or whatever. Suddenly in the last 10 to 15 years, it's become very biased. And you know, if you, you know, watch NBC and CNN national, that it's very liberal. And if you watch Fox, it's very right, right? It's very conservative. And it drives me crazy. It's like you need people who want to fight to bring you both sides of a story. It's hard for me some days. There are days where I 100% disagree with the person I'm giving the microphone to. But that's not what my job is. My job is to give you information and let you decide. And so that's what I would say to young journalists is we need people who care, who are passionate, who believe in the public's right to know. Don't you want to know if you got a dirty cop or a dirty politician or a dirty attorney who's doing underhanded stuff? If it were not for local media, uh, about a a few within the last two years, we had a, a group of city council members, Cincinnati city council members who were taking bribes to get stuff done in, in around Cincinnati. That's wrong. But if you didn't have journalists digging into it and the FBI getting tipped off to it by journalists and people in the community, it would be going on. And it does go, right? It goes on. That's why journalists are so important. And I know, listen, this isn't a political statement. It's that slogan of fake news, fake news. Hey, there is fake news out there. I, you know, it makes me crazy. But that's not what I stand for. And I don't think it's what most of the people in local news stand for. All right. One final question, and then we'll let you go. <laughs> okay. You and Mike, I think that is so great because you guys, as someone who has worked with you both, uh, you guys have such great chemistry. 
um, uh, both on and off air. So what what's it like being married to your co-anchor? You know, I would say, oh, look, it's, <laughs> of course, like on the surface is weird, right? People are like, oh, you, you work with, I can't imagine. So many people will say to me, I can't imagine working with my wife or my husband. And um, I get that because there are definitely days where we are, together a lot. <laughs> but I I love it because he gets my he gets this business and I get the business for him. So when one of us gets called into work early, when there's a big news story on a Sunday, when we've got the flying pig on Sunday morning and that's a race that we cover on Channel 5, you know, we understand we need to get to bed early Saturday night cuz we're going to be working at 4 a.m. and and so I love that. And I'm so passionate about this job and he's so passionate about it. Um I know he loves it. He used to be a sports guy. So I love watching him like sometimes even go back and forth on social media with people. And I think he knows I'm so passionate about this community that we both can be each other's cheerleaders. And some days we can be each other's biggest critics. We'll be in a meeting and I'll say, I disagree with you. I don't think we should do that story. And here's why. But usually we meet in the middle by the end. (laughs) Well, Sheree, this has been an absolute blast. Thank you so much for coming in. Um, When you agree to come in, I he can attest we're we're in the office and I just jump for joy because... Uh, I, you know, I was in the media for like six years or whatever, and I always tell people WLWT is hands down, you know, one of my favorite experiences in, in the media is the people, you, Mike, uh, just, you know, Friday nights with you, Mike, Kevin, and, and <laughs> George, George yeah. uh, were some of the highlights of my career. You guys kept it fun. You guys kept it light. And the, the good chemistry that you see off the air or on the air is the same off the air. And I think that's what makes you guys so special. So. Somebody said to me one time, you can't fake it. You know, eventually, if you don't get along on set, if you're really not friends, eventually the viewers see it. And luckily, we're all buddies. But listen, thank you guys for having me on. And just again, my takeaway to all of you listening is go for it. If you don't love the field right now, whatever it is you're doing, and you're like, eh, I can't imagine doing this every day, or you take an internship and it kind of leaves a pit in your stomach, then that's, it's not the right field for you. Find what's right for you because I can't imagine leaving my kids every day. You know, I wasn't a mom when I went into this job in the beginning, but now I am. And I'm away from them a lot during the week more than I'm with them, but I still am super passionate about what I do. So find your passion and just continue to work hard because I tell you what, any education, hard work will will win every time. Well, this has been awesome. Thank you, Cherie. This has been Cherie Palello, um, anchor at WLWT News 5. You can catch... Shree and Mike at, I'm going to get this right, four, five, six, and 11. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, So you catch them at those times, Monday through Friday. This has been another episode of the Norse Up Podcast. As always, be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If we're not there, let us know, and we'll be sure to get on there. As always, uh, follow the NKU Magazine Twitter account at NKU Magazine and all NKU main social media accounts at nku.edu or just simply Northern Kentucky University. This has been another episode of the Norse Up Podcast, and as always, Norse Up! Norse Up!